I'm Charles van Beek. Welcome to Salt and Light. Wonderful to have you with us as we chat today about the issue of relationships. The Bible has a lot to say about that. And we are going to talk about all kinds of issues regarding relationships, our family relationships uh, amongst our friends, uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ and our churches, uh, people that you meet at the gym or at work. And we are going to just have a wonderful time together today. And we are talking to Ashley and Olga. Ashley, welcome to Salt and Light. Good to have you ladies back in the studio. Ashley, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Olga, welcome to Salt and Light. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start by you young ladies um, telling everybody what your background is, what you've studied and uh, what you're doing at the moment. Um, so I am a graphic designer and I've uh, grown up in Durnville and I'm still living in Durnville. Great. Thanks, yeah. Ashley. Olga. Uh, well, I'm Olga. I have a diploma in HR and I'm looking forward to studying further. And right now I am working full time in missionary as an administrator and I stay in Clipyaville. Great. Good to have you ladies with us. So. Both the young ladies and myself are not professionally uh, qualified in the world of relationships. In other words, we don't have master's degrees or doctorates in that. <laughs> okay. We're just going to talk about what the Bible says, yes. which is, I think, far more important than what anybody else has to say, quite frankly. So let's see what Scripture has to teach us. But let's let's start off at the beginning and uh, some just some interesting ideas that pop up in Scripture. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted, mm. uh, the Scripture tells us. Um, those who control the anger have great understanding. Those with a hasty temper will make mistakes. So the Bible is just full of great ideas on how to control ourselves, mm. how to control our tongues, and how to deal with relationships. But let's let's start... Uh, and talk about just uh, family relationships. Um, Olga, you were brought up uh, in what area? Where did you live as a kid? Okay, so I was born uh, back in Musina, and I stayed uh, in Limpopo in Toyando uh, with uh, another family that has no blood relation to me. You were brought up by a family? That uh, was yes. not direct relation to your family. Yes. Fantastic. Did they adopt you? Uh, yes, they did uh, when I was 10 years old. Okay, fantastic. Ashley, where did you grow up? Um, so I grew up in Dumble. Um, um I have sort of two family homes because my parents are divorced. So I yeah, was between both houses, but it was all always around Dumble. Are both your biological parents remarried? Yes, they're both, uh, they're both remarried. Okay. And... Um, yeah. And you have new siblings? Yes, I have a younger sister yes. um, that has a different father to me. Okay. And then also an older sister, but she's my full blood relation. Great. Yes. So Olga, 10 years old is quite a quite an age to get adopted at. You know, lots of times uh, young babies are adopted and they don't know anything else. Um, you were 10 years old, very, very aware of your world around you. Uh, was it a very strange um, time to go through as a 10-year-old? Yes, obviously it was because I didn't quite understand what was happening because uh, uh, my mother was still there, you know. Uh, why was I being adopted, like, in a way? Because, um, actually, I'm not 100% sure if it was a legally thing. It, no, I understand, it was a legal I understand. Thing, but yes. It might not have been uh, gone through like, the legal processes, yes, but exactly. for all intents and purposes, you became yeah. a child of the new family. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit <laughs> difficult because, you know, you are, I went into a new family. There was, uh, you know, I had 
lots of siblings there. There were about uh, eight of us. So, you know, sometimes you feel, I, I thought I would feel a bit left out because, you know, I was the only one who was not in relation to all the other siblings. But then they made me feel welcome and you couldn't even tell the difference that I wasn't, uh, you know. Oh, is that so? They just made you to feel totally at home with them. Totally at you home. You were just absorbed into the family. Exactly. It was amazing because I also had the time to go and visit my biological side of the family Okay. during Christmas or other holidays. Yes. And, yeah. the, and the parents, your, your new father and mother, did they also discipline you like all the other children? Yes, or were they you the showed spo- or, or you the Were you the spoiled brat that came in from outside? No, there was no spoiled brat. We were all the same, all no, disciplined the same. There's no spoiled brats in that family. No, not in my, not in my family, no. Well, that's, that's great to hear. Ashley, give us a little bit of background. You you um, just mentioned that you had gone through a divorce in the family. Yes. How did that affect you? How old were you? Um, so I was seven yes. when the divorce went through, but um, obviously... Obviously, my parents had a few issues uh, when I was, I would say I was five, six, I was five, six when, um, you know, you sort of pick up that there's something that, wrong, yes. that there's lots of fighting behind closed doors and everything. Um, and then, yeah, my dad moved out and my mom, you, you know, they tried to explain it to you. But when you're that young, you're not 100% you're sure not about not quite th- grasping what's going on. Yes. yes. Um, for me personally, though, I was just happy that my parents weren't fighting anymore when my dad did move out. Um, but, yeah, I think... Is this what was going on in your little mind at the I time? Think, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, hmm. Okay. And then um, you, who did you stay with um, from then on, Do you know, during your studies or your schooling and what have you? Um, so I stayed with my mom mm-hmm. and... We moved into a smaller flat with my older sister um, till I was about 14. And then through that time, my mom obviously had my younger sister. And there were a few boyfriends and everything along the way. That was interesting. And um, yeah, then I would say just before I turned 15, I moved in with my dad um, so for the rest of my high school career, I was yes. with my dad and my stepmom. Okay, great. And yeah. um, having been through something traumatic like that, um, I mean, Olga's was also traumatic going to yeah. another family. She says, but my mom's still there and it's very strange. It's not like she died or disappeared or anything. Yeah. Um, the the whole effect on yourself, do you concern yourself with relationships now that you're a little bit careful because of what happened in um, your family? Definitely. I, I think I'm quite reserved when it comes to relationships. Like I haven't really been in many. And um, I find it difficult to fully trust or... Um, when I think about marriage now or having a lifelong partner that I'm going to commit myself to, um, it's very serious. So I take it very seriously. So I, I'd rather not like commit. Yeah, you like almost feel like you're over careful. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like and, and what about friendships? What about friendships? Do you, I mean, just with regards to uh, other girlfriends and, mm-hmm. and maybe even old, older people that you have relationships with. Are you very cautious or not in those? I think so. I think it has affected me that I am a more reserved person that um, I am when it comes to sort of all relationships more reserved and, sure. you know, the trust takes a bit longer. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I was just reading a book by a very well-known politician in South Africa who says that he was abandoned. There were I think five or six kids mm-hmm. and they were abandoned by their mother at the age of two. Well, she also didn't die or didn't leave yeah. the country. She just walked out on them. And and he's a very well-known man, probably in his early 60s now, and he still struggles today with 
the this idea of abandonment. Yeah. And he was two years old. You know what I mean? What does two year old know? Yeah. But he just grew up in this world where well, mom walked out on us. Nobody knows why. Dad doesn't talk mm. about it. You know, and that kind of idea. I well, think sorry. Yes, I, carry even, on. even when you are quite young, I think even though you don't understand the big concepts fully, like you understand love. And if you in a situation where it's all of a sudden gone and you don't understand, like um, our childhood traumas really do affect us when we're older. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people don't actually heal or understand their situations sure. and they take it with them into their adulthood. That's right. Mm. And, and sometimes you need a third party to actually help you think through all these ideas, you know. Definitely. Olga, is there any, any scriptures that you can give us that uh, might have at some stage in your life or even now play a part in dealing with relationships and friends and uh, fathers and mothers and all that? Uh, yes, I do have uh, a few scriptures because you see with me, obviously with the way I grew up, uh, things are a bit easy for me. I trust easily. I love easily. I, I don't care about blood relation. Everybody's my sister. Everybody's my brother because, you know, I had to grow up with this family now. And then I've, I, I met a friend this side in, in, in Cape Town. Now, I refer to her as my sister. It confuses everybody because they're like, but then why is she Kosa and why are you Venda and all that? I'm like, yeah, well, it's not about blood. She's my sister because I chose her to be my sister. Yes. So Just I, like you were chosen by the family to exactly, join them. Exactly, to join That's them, right. you know, without any uh, blood relation whatsoever. Yes. So uh, I have a verse here in First uh, Corinthians 13. Uh, verse 4 to 7 that says love is kind and um, sorry love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not consist of its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth love bears all things uh, believes all things hopes all things endures all things. So beautiful. Yes. Yes, I found that to be a very beautiful verse because you know when you love and care for somebody, you patient with them. You, you know, you you walk the journey with them. You you go through all stuff. You you endure things with the people that you care for and love for. Mm. So I I find that verse to be very uh, encouraging. Yeah, it's quite it's quite incredible that this uh, particularly the proverbs are just full of wonderful advice to um, both your husbands, to wives, mm. to people you know involved in in general relationships. But one of the areas that I that they really or that the proverbs really speak on and um, tell us where we need to be concerned is in the area of anger, rage, bitterness. And it's so easy to, yeah. to fall into these areas um, when you don't, when you're not watching yourself and being careful. Yeah. Because we often go around thinking that the world owes us a living. Yeah. You know, and why must I be the one that always comes off second best? Yeah. You know, and we feel sorry for ourselves and that sort of thing. And it takes a lot of effort and hard work to keep ourselves focused on Christ and our relationship with him yeah. um, rather than primarily our friends and everybody else. Um, just some interesting things. It's, um, it is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. And, and that's just, you know, you come across these uh, Bible verses that tells you all the time, stop meddling in other people's business, mm -hmm. you know, see to yourself yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Do you ladies at your ages, quickly your ages, Ashley? Uh, 23. Oh my goodness, now the whole world knows. <laughs> Olga. I'm 26. At your age, do you have meddler friends that meddle in relationships or have you sort of grown out of that by now? Um, 
for me, um, I don't have a friend that's a meddler, but I have a grandmother. <laughs> and um, I do, I love her to pieces, but she is a person that needs to be in everyone's business all the time. And um, she also, she assumes a lot. And um, then she takes her assumptions for truth and then tells everyone her assumptions for truth. And, you know, it gets, it gets quite difficult to deal to with. To undo it. And, yeah. um, and exactly like you were saying, the the negative emotions do come up because of that, because it's not the truth. And she's busy telling people things that, you know, you don't believe or think was right. And yeah, it brings up a little bit of anger. It can, and it can cause quite a lot of uh, confusion in the yes. family too. Uh, I've got uh, a really funny family. I once had my cousin's husband say to me, I'm going to start a rumor in the family and just see how quickly it gets around the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> so he went and told my grandmother that my wife is pregnant, but she wasn't. Oh. And so it quickly went through the whole family. But the funniest thing was just under a week later, we found out that my wife was pregnant. Oh. And so it, it was just strange in the whole family that he, Carl, who started the rumor, how did he know before everybody else? Because yeah. <laughs> he's like a cousin's yeah. husband. Yeah. He's not like close family. Wow. <laughs> and so we have this kind of fun, you know, everybody yeah. laughs about it. And he started this rumor and it became true. Wow. So, uh, so really funny things happen. Mm. But again, the scripture says, a fool is quick-tempered. But a wise person stays calm when insulted. Yeah. That's really amazing. Uh, when we're in relationships, sometimes we feel insulted and we have all these horrible ideas that whelm up in us. But yet at the end of the day, if it's somebody who really loves us, they're not insulting us possibly. Mm. It could be that they're trying to help us on the right path mm. or you know, keep us on the narrow path and they're yeah. trying to advise us. It's very difficult to know where to draw the line and when they are meddling and when yeah. they are actually being a blessing, you know. Yeah. Olga, how would you deal with a circumstance like that? You've just mentioned a very new best friend of yours and she's your yeah. sister. <laughs> Imagine if she says to you, Olga, uh, I'm not happy with the way you cooked this evening and the food was terrible. Um, <laughs> how, how would you deal with that? Well, I actually, you know, to be honest, I prefer somebody to tell me if I'm doing something wrong. And so that I can correct it because I don't want to carry on doing, you know, cooking bad food and then she's not eating it. But then the other part is that with us, well, black people, is that, you know, we're not up in each other's business. When she has somebody that she's getting to know or I have somebody I'm getting to know, she doesn't ask. She'll just know by me speaking about that one person over and over. That person's always in the conversation. In the conversation, every day. I understand. And then she'll be like, huh, something might, might be going on there until eventually, you know, one day. And then I keep mentioning that I'm going out for dinner with who. And then she's like, huh. And then it ends there. She doesn't ask me my stuff. I don't ask her her stuff. Just like. Are you like, talking about uh, with somebody from the opposite sex? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Why don't you say so? I don't know what you were talking about. I can just see how you people misunderstand each other. <laughs> no, we're yeah. the complete opposite amongst the white people. We want to know everything. Yeah. If I knew Ashley was going for dinner somewhere, I would, you know, in the office there, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've noticed since I've moved to Cape Town that white people want to know everything. <laughs> Even if it's just an innocent dinner, you know, with a friend of yours, they're like, oh my God, he's a guy. And then, you know, but us black people, we don't do that. You, we just let you be. You okay, know, you well, here we go. Yeah. A wise man has great power. And a man of knowledge increases strength. For waging war, you need guidance. And for victory, many advisors. And, and I think often we um, go it alone when it, goes to when it comes to relationships. Mm. You know, the, 
um, even if it comes to parental relationships with a child or the possibility of courting somebody in the future or um, relationships with friends, we often just gun it alone and we forget the idea that Christ is our ultimate relationship and that there are people that can, with much more wisdom than we have, who we can actually go to for help. Yeah. I mean, Ashley, would you under normal circumstances go to somebody and ask for advice on a relationship at your age? I mean, your kind of generation of... I I would ask for advice with people that I do trust. That you trust. Or someone that I feel knows me. Um, I wouldn't just go ask anyone or any sort of platonic friend. Sure. And, um, yeah, I, for me personally, if even if you give me your advice... Um, if it's like with love or for my best interest, like I will listen, but I'm not entirely sure if I'll always take it, you know? And I feel like a lot of people or younger people are like that. They do. I feel like our generation feels like we're quite different from the older generation and our ideas and stuff aren't always the same. So if I'm asking, you think, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I love my dad so much, um, but if, when he gives me advice about, things or life things I know he has lots of experience and he just wants the best for me but I still don't always You're agree just wondering if this is quite the right advice that e you exactly and I'm like I really appreciate it but it doesn't mean I'm yes, necessarily but I think we all went it. through those sorts of things you know generationally I'll never forget as a child I and mean, my grandmother would tell my sister that she's the clothing she's got in is just absolutely beautiful my sister come to uh go to my parents and say, what's wrong with me? Granny thinks I look fantastic. <laughs> it's like if Granny thinks so, there might be something wrong with the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, but very, very exciting uh, ideas. And uh, how, do we, how do we take what the Bible teaches us? And you've got scriptures in front of you, got the Bible in front of you. How do we look at scripture and say, well, what can I learn from this, Olga? Well, I think that, you know, with scripture, I, I think that there's always those kind of scriptures that you you need to keep close to your heart because it, it, it you know, you need to always have it at the back of your head. Like, mm. for instance, that the one that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So I, I seek him first and, and all that. So I, I feel that... When you have a scripture like that, whatever it is that you do, you must remember that you need to love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your being. Everything that you do, it must be to, gl to, to glorify God. Yes. I know that it doesn't always turn out this way. God knows that sometimes we're trying, we fail, we're humans. But yeah, I think when you have scripture like that, you can always know and learn and how to deal with stuff. Yes. Mm. Now, um, it's very important um, what you've said there because we keep our often we lose focus, especially when we go into relationships um, that are more mm -hmm. than just friendship. We often lose focus, and often I've come across, uh, especially young ladies. I'm I'm uh, sad to say, mm -hmm. where you know they'd be faithful churchgoers, are very involved in their community, in the covenant community, and the gospel work, and all that. And they'll meet some pagan guy, and the next thing off they go, and you never see them again. Yeah. And um, and unfortunately, I've just seen that happen just too many times. Um, but yet the, um, there's the struggle between all of us to want those kind of relationships, but sometimes they're not God-ordained relationships. Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult to say no and walk away from those, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, Scripture just is so interesting. It's harder to make amends with an offended friend than to capture a fortified city. 
Wow. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, especially, you know, if if somebody said something on television uh, that you didn't like, it would just be, as I say, water off a duck's back, you know. Mm-hmm. But if your friend says something that you don't like, the closer they are to you, the greater impact it has. Mm-hmm. And the so here we're dealing. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And here we have, you know, um, if it's a friend that's been offended, oh, my goodness, to get that friendship back and things mm-hmm. is really hard work. And then it carries on in Proverbs 18, verse 19. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with iron bars. Mm. Goodness me, this is so descriptive, you know. And there again, it's those personal relationships that are the struggle. It's not the platonic relationships Mm. where you, who cares what that person thinks and you carry on with your life, you know. Um, Um, I feel like um, human beings or us in general, I think people really want to feel loved and accepted. Um, And because we really, in a way, I'd feel like people are a little bit obsessed with like finding their love or their acceptance. And it can be in friendships or like in your intimate relationships. But I think that's why when you have someone that's so close to you in a friendship or in a relationship and um, they say something that is really offensive or you know, it really hurts because it's true. Like, that's why it's so impactful is because they're so close to you. They know you so fully. Um, and then they see a flaw that you don't want to accept or you didn't recognize. And it just makes it very difficult. And sometimes I feel like that can drive a, a, a wedge, wedge into yes. the relationship. Yes. Yeah. But is there a time, Ashley, when you actually need to um, cut off a friendship or, or move away, I don't know how else to put it, to move on? Uh, definitely. Um, I feel that um, sometimes you've had a friendship for so long or you've been in a relationship for so long and all these emotions and time and energy is invested, but um, it's still, that should never be, I would say, more important than um like God and your relationship with God. And if um, whatever's happening is taking away from you or taking away from your relationship with God or just overall making your life unfulfilled or, you know, then it's definitely yeah, in Christ. time. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Then it's time it's to move on. It's definitely time to move on. And yes. it's not always easy, but I think you just have to realize or get to the point that this isn't serving you and it's not serving God and yeah. it's time to break away. And those away. are difficult decisions to make, very, very difficult. Yeah. The scripture carries on. It says a man's wisdom gives him patience. So, mm-hmm. But where does wisdom come from? It's from God. From God. Yeah, it's a exactly. gift from God. So a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. And so... That's really difficult, uh, but this is what the scripture says. It's to your glory to overlook an offense by somebody, mm-hmm. you know. But there are times when you do need to move on, and um, there's I many agree. scriptures that, that um, you know, talk very clearly about um, yeah. not hanging out with the wicked and, yeah. and that sort of thing. You I know? actually agree. You know, you need to know when it's time to, to walk away because the scripture says in First Corinthians 15, verse 33, it says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Mm. So I find that to be very true. Sometimes you need to know when uh, your friends are not encouraging you or, or, or building you up for the better. Mm. So you need to know when to walk away. Otherwise, you know, you might end up falling into the den. Especially if they're not um, Christian exactly. or godly people. Because yeah. um, obviously we all have friends that are pagans. Sure. And yeah. Um, yeah, the company you... Um, find yourself in has a big impact 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, the scripture tells us violent people deceive their companions, leading them down a harmful path. And, and we've previously on Salt and Light um, spoken about uh, women, uh, gender-based mm-hmm. uh, violence and those sorts of ideas, violence between um you know, men against women and children and that sort of thing. And the scripture is very clear about it, that um, they deceptive. Mm-hmm. Violent people are deceptive and they take you down a terrible path. And there are times when you don't need to stick around with those people. A hot-tempered man, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. Mm-hmm. And it is quite amazing. I've been in circumstances too before where somebody's really upset about something. And if you just calmly speak to them, it's like, all the fire just leaves their soul yeah. <laughs> and they they start becoming more rational, mm. you know. And so we need to know, we need wisdom from God to yeah. be able to deal with, with these relationships and uh, where to go uh, in them many times. Well, the, when it comes to rela- relationships in marriage, um, I was talking to my daughter the other day and we are talking about marriage and she just said, well, Dad, people just aren't getting married anymore. Yeah. And I was... Just thinking, when I was my daughter's age, I had to go to marriages at least once a month on average. It was just incredible. You're just lined up for, you know, 12 marriages coming up in the next year and a half or something. And um, and yet they, they, they're just, not they, our young people just seem to not be doing that anymore. And so, mm-hmm. Ashley, why do you think that is? What's going on? Um, I feel, in general, um, younger people that aren't Christian just... They don't believe in marriage anymore. They don't see its value um, because divorce is so common and people separating. And I would just say that they they see absolutely no value in it. Like there's no difference to them than if they're in a committed relationship versus yes. a marriage. They see it sort of as the same thing. So, I mean, if you, if you have that opinion or that view, of course you... You know, why? What, what's the point of getting married and spending so much money? And, you know, then divorce is expensive as well and lawyers and, you know. Um, and my sister at the moment um, uh, has a boyfriend. He's in the Netherlands and she's going to move there. So she's gotten a, a, a relationship visa. And um, he said that he won't marry her, though. Um, but there's a thing called a civil partnership. Mm-hmm. That um, you know he's maybe willing to look at and everything, but not a marriage. Goodness. And um, yeah, shame. She. So they've even legally provided for this in their in their systems and for visas and everything. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even need to get married anymore. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a sort of an alternative now. Yes, yes. Which is, yeah, bizarre gracious me. Wow. <laughs> well, the scripture is very clear. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. A gracious woman attains honor and ruthless men attain riches. A wife of noble character is a husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. <laughs> the scriptures are those so descriptive. Yeah. Read Proverbs. You can read one proverb a day, uh, one of the chapters of the Proverbs in a day, and you will go through the whole of Proverbs in a month. Wonderful book of the Bible to read. You want to know more about your relationships? Go over and read that. But we've come to the end of Salt and Light, Ashley and Olga. Thank you for joining us again on Salt and Light. Great chatting to you and all the best for the future. Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Cheerio, Olga. Thank you so much, y'all. Wonderful being with you, listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Please read 
the book of Proverbs and enjoy your relationships God has blessed you with.